Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! We are back for night two of the NFL draft, which was short and sweet for the New York Jets. They hold on to their position in the second round, number 43. They take Joe Tipman from Wisconsin, and that was it. Nothing in the third round, and that's why we're coming to you pretty early here, 10 o'clock or a little after 10 o'clock. We hit the over today on the over-under <laughs> uh, placed in, in the chat. But welcome into the Can't Wait Podcast. Tim McMaster here, along with Zach Rosenblatt and Marissa Dunn. Um, please subscribe if you're listen- watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple, wherever you are. Subscribe, give us a great review, give us a thumbs up, all of that stuff. Uh, Zach, easy night at the office for you. You know, head home, you're going to get a good night's <laughs> rest, be ready for day three. Um, this is a pick. lot different than a year ago for the Jets. <laughs> I was, so I was going to say, uh, me and uh, Brian Costello, another who covers the Jets for the Post, we were joking that we're, so far the Jets have an A grade if they keep getting us out this early. And if they get us out early tomorrow, <laughs> I might give them an A plus grade. So. <laughs> <laughs> for my health, I need, uh, I need to go home and sleep. I haven't slept much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about Tipman. Obviously, we're going to talk about a little bit more about McDonald as well. Will McDonald, their first round pick. Um, and we'll look ahead to day three. Uh, um, also, what the needs still are for this team and yeah. and who may be out there for their uh, fourth round and two fifth round picks. So how did we get to the Jets pick tonight? We'll zip through the beginning of round two. Uh, the Steelers go with Joey Porter Jr. They had a lot of trade options and decided yeah. to keep the pick. Uh, a lot of teams wanting to come up and take a quarterback, uh, but they stay there and they take a legacy pick. Joey Porter mm-hmm. Jr., son of Joey Porter, uh, the cornerback. Great pick, obviously. The Steelers two years in a row, right? Hit the fans. Mm-hmm. Last year, they go with the Pitt player. This year, they go with Porter. Uh, Titans traded up. They get Will Levis uh, with the second pick of the round. And then the Lions, who are having a good draft, take Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa. Little run on tight ends. Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end, goes after that. Uh, Steve Avila, the TCU offensive guard, goes 36. Seahawks go with an outside linebacker out of Auburn, Auburn Derek Hall at 37. Uh, one guy I was hoping may drop to the Jets <laughs> at, as a Syracuse grad was Matthew Bergeron, uh, the Syracuse guard. He actually played tackle at Syracuse, but I think a lot of people think he'll be a guard. He goes to the Falcons at 38. Panthers get 
Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, 39. Saints, Isaiah Foskey, uh, Notre Dame defensive end at 40. Cardinals, B.J. Ojolari out of LSU, the outside linebacker at 41. And then the Packers right before the Jets, Luke Musgrove, another tight end out of Oregon State. And there was a, but there's a bunch of tight ends available tonight. Uh, and three of them went all before the Jets even picked. And that brings us to Joe Tipman. You nailed it, Zach, at least in one of your mocks. You yeah, no, my most pick. recent one. I, so I had them picking them 40 seconds. So technically it was one pick off because they didn't ah, do the Rogers yeah. trade yet when I did it. But <laughs> yeah, but then it's a coin flip if they had both picks, right? Like whoever, I, whoever yes. they take. And also I believe um, Dane Brugler had them getting Joe Tipman as well. So me and Dane both got, got a win there. Yeah, and Dane likes him a lot. He was Dane's number one center prospect, although yeah. he is tall. That's like one of the negatives. Very uh, tall, yeah. Too tall for a center, we'll find out. But 6'6", 313, uh, 22-year-old junior coming out of Wisconsin, out of a big family. Six brothers, one sister. Um, yeah. And after it's last crazy. night, we got on this show, and it was all about confusion, why this pick, <laughs> why now, all of that. This one just seems to make total sense. Yeah, this was like a ho-hum, makes sense. I think I don't think anybody's mad about it pick. Uh, you know, they I think they, they needed a pick like this tonight after the reaction from last night. I think maybe it's calmed down a little bit today. I think some people are still confused about what happened yesterday. I think, you know, as time goes on, I think maybe people will accept the, the, that pick a little more and if Will McDonald turns out to be a good player in particular. But, yeah, the, you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to go after a center. But... It does make sense if you think about it. You know, as we talked about yesterday, Connor McGovern signed a small contract. They clearly don't view him as like a long-term solution. So, you know, Robert Sala said it's an open competition in camp. It'll be between Joe Tipman and McGovern unless they still sign Ben Jones, What's which uh, Joe Douglas didn't shut down as a possibility. But, yeah, you know, I, they really like this kid. They brought him in for a visit. He has the Jets connection, his mentor and offensive line coach in high school and, and – uh and middle school is Jason Fabini, who played right tackle for the Jets for like eight years uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so there's a Jets connection there. Uh, another, they went full Wisconsin this year. Uh, they traded for Aaron Rodgers, uh, drafted Will McDonald, who's from Wisconsin, and and then drafted Joe Titman, who looks like what an offensive lineman born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and who went to school at Wisconsin would look like. He's got a mullet. Um, Joe Douglas called he, it the best mullet in the draft, right? Yeah, actually, he had a, he actually had a phrase for it as well that I forgot to tweet out too. He's uh, the Wisconsin waterfall is what he called the mullet. <laughs> wow, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and he was wearing a cowboy hat, and he sounds like a an offensive lineman. Uh, like you would all the things that we're saying, he just like the quintessential. You can picture him in your head. That's what he looks like. That's what he sounds like. And the kind of offensive line that tend like Nick Mangold, honestly, was kind of like similar in that way. And that was the last center they picked in the second round, I believe. And that turned out pretty well. So, um, yeah, you know, I think this was a solid pick. And as we talked about yesterday, they need guys that are going to play right away. And I think the goal is to play him right away, whether he starts right away or not, you know, who knows. But I think there's a real good chance of that. He, he didn't really play guard in college. But Joe Douglas said because of his size and his versatility and his athleticism, he has the versatility to play guard too. So, you know, there's some creativity they could do. Connor McGovern can also play guard. They haven't really necessarily addressed right tackle unless they believe in Max Mitchell or Mackay Becton there. Uh, you know, but hypothetically, you could do something where some combo of Tittman and McGovern at center and right guard and you slide ABT over to right tackle. Like, there, that is a possibility that's out there. I don't know if that's what they want to do or, or what, but they do have some flexibility, which is what they've, what they've, they like to have on the offensive line. So, um, 
yeah, I think it's a solid pick. Uh, he's a guy with potential. He's, you know, with the size thing, Douglas actually cited a few centers. He cited um, Ethan Posick, actually, from the Browns. I, I didn't realize he was like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's a, on the taller end. Yeah, Alex Mack, who I think was like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and the other one was Max Unger, who was 6'5". So it's not he's not like the first center to be that big. I, I never remembered that. So I guess I just never really paid attention to that before. But it is unique to have a center that big because usually like them to have like a low center of gravity kind of thing. Right. Get pads um, lower than the yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you know, if they can develop him and, and he can and he's capable of doing the things as a center, that kind of gives you a unique weapon also because you know, the d- defensive tackles in the middle are the strongest and biggest dudes and they're the baddest dudes, like uh, and the Jets are going to be playing a lot of good ones. And so that it, it makes it an intriguing alignment they can do. Um, I mean, I think he's taller than Dwayne Brown even, which is kind of crazy to think about that your center might be taller than your left tackle. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 there's not really, honestly, not like a lot to say about the pick because it's just like what we all kind of expected. We've been talking about him as a possibility in the second round for as long as we've been, you know, even whenever we started finally talking about the draft, which is much later than you guys ever did before. <laughs> um, and then, and then, you know, Marissa was telling us, uh, she told, she mentioned this, she might even mention this on the last pod when we talked when we were like previewing the draft about how Michael, cause Michael, you can, you can, yeah, you can yeah. Away, yeah. When Michael was at the combine for like the mentor program, whatever yeah. it was, um, he really liked him, um, said he had great conversations with him, thought he was a really good guy. So, I mean, obviously that's something you want in the locker room and that that's what the jets are trying to build. So. Him a friend him. of Michael's is a friend. friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It will be curious. It will be interesting, though. You know, the the Giants also took a center and they took John Michael yeah. Smith. So and that was one a lot of Jets fans wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that will be interesting two, to yeah. follow over the next few. Totally. Years of, Great point. You know, yeah, because they were basically the top two, right? right. Ranked. Yeah. Right. On most people's boards. Yeah, that's a, that's a great so, point. So they're they're going to be compared to forever if like whatever one is better out of them, the other fan base is going to exactly. be mad. So. Exactly. And they're right down the street from each other, obviously, you know, well, Florham Park and, and, uh, East Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but it, to, to your point about what Michael said, you know, I, I, you know, you said that he was like asking a lot of questions and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, he, one thing he, that every, I know what oh, you go ahead. Say? I was just going to say one thing everybody seems to say about him, that he's, he's a great communicator. He's like a leader. Like that's one of the things that were, is in all of the scouting reports with Joe Douglas talked about. He's like known for like being really good at calling out, you know, mm-hmm. the things in front of him and stuff. So th- th- those are like positive, like non like pure football things that people don't really think about with centers, but they need to be high IQ for sure. Totally. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now, Joe Douglas did say tonight that they they had talks about trading down, right, Zach? But nothing really really got to a late stage as far as that goes. Yeah, I get the impression because as we were talking about before the pod, there's been like a lot of trades this round. Um so I, I get the sense that, you know, and I've kind of heard like rumbling of this, that I don't think the Jets viewed this as a particularly strong draft class in general. So I think that's why they're not necessarily looking to like add more picks. And I think that's maybe why they were willing to trade some of these picks and the Rodgers deal and stuff like that. You know, they can spin whatever they want in the first round. I think they pretty clearly 
maybe didn't realize that Broderick, like one of the offensive tackles would not get to them and that the Steelers would swoop them. Like, I think that did throw them for a loop, whether they'll admit that or not. But ultimately, I, I don't think they viewed this as a strong draft. I don't think around the league it's viewed as a, a crazy strong one. You know, because there's a bunch of bunch of players that also would have made sense there if they didn't pick, like if they really want a receiver, which it doesn't seem like they're going to pick a receiver, but maybe they'll do it on day three. Uh, like Jalen Hyatt was still there. Um, Josh Downs was still on the board. Like these are all guys that seem to make sense on paper. And I thought the Jets really wanted to get another weapon because, you know, they tried signing Odell Beckham and you don't do that unless you like think you need it. Maybe they just thought he was just better than Corey Davis and they don't view any of these other guys as better than Corey. So maybe Corey stays now. Um, you know, Mims is still hanging around. So uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's some tight ends that they could have picked. I, there was some, you know, Brian Branch. Uh, I was going to say, Brian Branch was yeah. by far the best player on the board yeah. at that point. And I, he, he uh, was one that I thought about. I don't think fans would have been happy that they picked two defensive players in a row. But mm-hmm. if you like, if they picked Bri- uh, Brian Branch and you just flip Branch with Will McDonald and, and you had said yeah. before the draft, that was who they were going to get. That would have been like, fans would have been okay with that, I think. So. Yeah, because people wanted like, Branch at 13 at one point, right? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think one of Dane's first mocks had him, had him up there. I think ultimately safeties yeah, aren't going to get drafted that high anymore. Was, but. He was actually still um, in Kansas City at the draft. I think he was. The oh, only Branch player. was. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So he had. It was actually kind of funny because you know last night everyone's decked out in their suits, um, yeah. but they were they were More joking. That he only he only brought one suit because he was wearing like jeans <laughs> and like oh, a, a jacket and yeah. And <laughs> but yeah, he said he just wanted go. to experience it. So yeah, yeah. Well, Levis backed, backed out. Yeah. Yeah. What did you see? The well, Levis had side, travel problems. Not to sidetrack. Barely yeah. made it. Barely made it home before he was. Oh, actually really? Drafted, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if you oh, guys saw this. Either. Just to go, on the on the Levis track, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was like an old clip resurfacing of when he was at Kentucky, where he's like, I, "I'm not going to go to the draft unless I'm confident that I'm going to get drafted because I don't want to be in an awkward situation where I'm sitting and waiting." Like you probably shouldn't uh, have said that, but he put it out of the universe. Cursed himself. Big mistake. Yeah, he cursed oh. himself. Titans is a good spot for him though. He could, he has the potential to become yeah. a starter there. Yeah, um, that's the most important thing is where you yeah. the thing for quarterbacks totally. too. Like I, I know, like it's great to be obviously the money is such a huge difference. Totally financially, yeah, being a top three pick or, or dropping. But as far as like situation, generally, I mean, right. one of the re let's be honest, one of the reasons there's so many quarterback flops, I think, is because they end up going to terrible teams with. Bad offensive lines, sometimes not great coaching and bad culture, yeah. And no weapons, bad culture, and it destroyed, you know, if all I mean, if if all these super talented quarterbacks could somehow drift and and go to like a solid team in the middle of the draft, I think they you'd have a much better hit rate with quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hendon Hooker got picked by the Lions, which I think, you know, you mentioned the Lions. And he's just gonna be able to see a year. I think there has been some pushback on, on like the Lions having a great draft because like they picked the running back early and stuff like that. But yeah. I think if you just look at they, they're getting all guys that are going to help them right away. Um, but yeah, you get Hooker. I think they're going to be good this year. By I the mean, way, I don't I, think that's a controversial take. They yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I mean the NFC is a, is kind of like yeah. for the taking. Like they could be a like an NFC contender. I think, but um, yeah. with, with Hooker, <laughs> I'm, other people have made this joke, but we all I think everybody was kind of hoping you get picked by the by the Raiders because a guy named Hooker in Vegas just sounds sound Vegas. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, there's some fascinating – day two is always fascinating because it's a lot of guys that, you know, the hype machine, there's a little bit too much hype on them. Like, like there's a lot of talk of Hooker going as high as like 
number 13 or something, or like number 12 or whatever it was that I saw leading up to the draft. There's some guys that just kind of like generate a buzz that's not real. Um, so day, the day two picks are always fascinating because you wind up getting guys like that. You get guys like, you know, you, I think about DK Metcalf a lot. Like he had all this hype and then he fell all the way to the third round. Like there's guys you can get in this range that are pretty good. But the, the Jets have the one pick. They made, a, they made it clear to us as soon as they talked to us that they were not going to be making another pick today. They have one fourth and two fifths tomorrow. So they could get done pretty early again uh, if they're really not trying yeah. to add too many many players. I'm sure you wanted to get into what they might do tomorrow, but um, you know, I I think the the Jets' big move was to get Aaron Rodgers, and I think they like their roster enough around him clearly from last year that they're kind of running it back like almost across the board. Like it's kind of wild for a team that had seven wins. In theory, like you know, we covered this team week to week. We know the biggest problem was the offense quarterback offensive line they address quarterback in a big way obviously um uh because connor connor just airdropped a photo to me of like him making a weird face so i, I just want to share that with i'm not going to share the photo but you i just want to share that connor's being a weirdo if he's gonna, I, I if he's gonna share it you should send it to me and i should throw it up on the screen you know what i'm gonna do that <laughs> he's not gonna like it i'm stay tuned we'll get that up in, in a minute that yeah, is absolutely gonna happen um <laughs> um but uh, what was I saying about the Jets? I draft? mean, uh, this is what happens at ten twenty three p.m. on a Friday night. And you're, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're if you're here with us, I, you were saying they they address quarterback um, to a degree. I guess now they've addressed. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad that I did this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. So they they address quarterback, and I think they really do on the offensive line front. I, I think they really do believe that. Uh, they believe that the problem last year was injuries on the offensive line. So they're kind of running it back in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm so distracted by this photo. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so they have Dwayne Brown coming back, a left tackle, Lakin Tomlinson, left guard, maybe Joe Tittman at center, AVT back at right guard, and then maybe Max Mitchell or Beckton at right tackle. Like, it's not really that much different from last year, but I think, they thought last year was a fluke with the offensive line and it's a risk to run it back with a group that didn't play well last year, but you kind of get it. I thought they would add another running back by now. I guess they still could uh, in, either in the draft or like a low cost veteran. They still probably need a linebacker. Maybe they bring back Quan Alexander, like, but it really does seem like they clearly just thought the quarterback was the one and only, not one and only, but like kind of the one and only problem they had last year. <laughs> <There's> the, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna we should tweet it this. for the audio listeners too. No, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Do that. <laughs> I'm okay, Connor gets bullied right enough at one. YouTube test, only right? content. That yeah, is, if you want to check out this photo and you're listening on audio, here's a great plug to come check out our YouTube. Oh my uh, god, seven seventeen minutes in. Yeah, uh, that is magical. Uh, all right, Garrett, now take There's it away, Marissa, because I can't. I can't look at that anymore. <laughs> Back to, uh, I was going to say one thing. Well, we should talk about a little bit more about Will McDonald because he talked today. But one other thing I was going to say about him is all the criticism yesterday. But Scott Docterman is actually doing the uh, grading for the athletic for all these picks. Uh, mm -hmm. And he actually gave it a B plus, um, which I was surprised to see. Will, Will McDonald, uh, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, he gave Will McDonald yeah, yeah. a B plus. The Jets a B plus for the for that pick. So that was surprising. But hey, encouraging, I guess, if you're a Jets fan, Scott Docterman. Um College writer at The Athletic um, had that. He's been grading everything out. But um, one thing that came out today, Zach, was that Aaron Rodgers was one of the first players to 
text Will McDonald. Um, and he's used to texting defensive draft picks <laughs> in the first round, right? Well, yeah. So I, th- th- he actually didn't say that at his uh, press conference. I'm working on something about uh, about Will, and somebody close to him told me. Um, he, it, it was actually a very like, ho- funny story. He said that uh, Will told him that he, he was like, oh, my God, I got to text from Aaron Rodgers. He's like, what's it say? He's like, oh, I don't know. I didn't open it. Like he was, too, <laughs> he was like so excited that he didn't open the text. So. I don't even know if he ever wound up. I just heard a door open. I wondered if it was Connor. Luckily, I don't think it is. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers clearly is like embracing being the leader of this team. Some people were, you know, making cracks about like, did Aaron Rodgers' agent have you tweet that? No, I got it from the Will McDonald side of things. So it's not like a fake thing. Um, And yeah, Will McDonald, like, try not to read too much into intro press conferences because. It's not always indicative of what's going to come. It was last year because Sauce and Brees uh, and uh, Garrett Wilson were all like awesome at their intro pressers. But like Will McDonald was, he was so like, I don't know, so like genuine and thoughtful. Like he, he talked about all the stuff that he's been through on his journey. You know, his, when he was, he like started playing football his junior year. And there was a story about when he went, on the field for the first time. He didn't even really know like what the field goal post was. Like that's how little he knew about field football. So he had to learn from scratch. Um, you know, he lost, he like lost his brother a year or two ago. He, uh, and he, so he started getting emotional talk. He like brought this up on his own and, and he talked about, you know, how he's been doing this all for his family and to help pay for his family. Cause they've been, you know, he had a hard upbringing and all this stuff. And then, and then he starts talking about like all this stuff on the side. Like somebody asked him, cause I guess some video serviced of him like doing parkour. And that's like, he said one day he just walked outside. He saw a car, he saw a sedan and he said, I think I can jump over that. And, and so he was with his friends and he, and he said he wouldn't have done it if he didn't think he could jump over it. Cause he knows the risks of doing that. And he just went over and he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump over this. And he jumped over it. And then he like went up to like an SUV type car and he's like, I think I can jump over this too. And he, and he did that because he's a free, this guy's a freak athlete. So he jumped over an SUV and he also brought up that he has a unicycle uh, that he's rode, rode, <laughs> rode around. And, um, and then, and then he, somebody asked if he's what the next thing is after an SUV. And he's like, I think I have to officially retire from uh, jumping over cars and uh, riding a unicycle. <laughs> um, yeah. Once you sign that NFL contract. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Well, yeah it was, it was just cool. Cause you know, Again, we, we kind of talked about this last night. A part of the draft is part of our jobs, like Marissa talked about last night. It is our jobs to like, you know, grade these picks and analyze them in terms of like if they made sense and all that stuff. But like those moments are good reminders and, and like looking into a guy's background are good reminders of like, you know, this is like a special moment for these guys. And then you all, and that they're humans. Like this guy is such a fascinating story. He's got a great personality. Like he, he was kind of, he's clearly nervous and understandably on the Zoom when we talked to him last night, but I, I was very impressed with him when he came out today. He was joking. He was having a laugh. That setting's not always something where like guys have a great time and because it's like very forced and we're all sitting down here and they're up there and we're all staring at him and yelling out questions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he handled himself very well. And it kind of just goes to show you like, I don't know, like I, last year's rookie class, just about all of them, you know, Michael Clemens maybe doesn't say a lot, but you know, he, he just, he's just somebody you look at him as no, he's going to be a good player, but the other guys <laughs> like, so like well-spoken and, and not to say Michael Clemens is, he just doesn't say much, but yeah, the other guys were last year were like so mature, well-spoken, thoughtful. And I think 
you know, maybe I'm. And they became leaders as, as rookies. And they became leaders. That's my point. So yeah. the Jets are have done a good job in these last. I mean, we'll find out if Will or Joe Tipman pan out or not. But they've done a good job of finding guys that just seem to get it on top of being good football players. And that's an underrated thing. Sometimes team just they they see the talent and they don't really care about how. And not that they don't care. I don't know. Like they they, they overlook like you know these guys, some guys character and stuff like that. And these personalities and some guys aren't good fits for locker rooms, but Joe Douglas and Salah have done a good job of building this culture. I think it's bringing in guys like Will McDonald, obviously that, that have helped that a lot. And we saw um, DJ Reed on Twitter today, had yeah. a video of the, of the pick where he, he, he was basically excited. Like, listen, I, all I have to do is look at the receiver and cover him short. Yeah. He's like, no one's going long. He was like screaming. <laughs> it was funny. That was funny. If, if you, you haven't seen that one, check it out. There's plenty of ways that you can f- be excited about the pick, right? Finding that stuff and hearing these stories. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, if you trust Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, this is the guy that they had ranked there on their list. And yeah. sure, it's not what everybody else did, but we're going to find out. That's the beauty of these things is like if we, we look back on this in, in three years and this guy's a all-pro pass rusher, well, Shame on us for criticizing them, I guess. But, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, and, and look, like, it's fair to be skeptical. Like, if you, I think last year's draft with Joe Douglas kind of makes you forget about how bad 2020 and 2021 were. Like, if you yep. just go back and look at those drafts, it's pretty depressing. 2021, especially after they traded away Elijah Moore, which we kind of talked about when they did it, it looks pretty bad. Especially, I mean, the Zach Wilson one makes it arguably the worst, worse than 2020. Those are two drafts where they didn't get many players. That I, AVT is probably the best one out of those two. Some like back, like Michael Carter, the the second, the cornerback has was a solid pick uh, in a later round. Bryce Hall looks good for a year, but now yeah, that's the thing. That's a lot of these guys. Yeah, they're just not like getting to the end of their rookie contracts almost. Um, and so that's something to remember. Like last year, they did a great job. Also, like you should hit on two top ten picks. So. Um, not every team does, but yeah, like you need to do that when you get those picks, and they did in a obviously huge way. They got offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Expecting that kind of hit rate again, you should. And then got Brees Hall team. later, and got Brees Hall, Max Mitchell, maybe been second. Michael Clement, offense. like every single guy was a contributor last year, yeah. which I don't think I've really yeah. seen in a rookie class before. But yeah, so there's, I understand skepticism again. Like I still fall back on my original evaluation was I don't really understand the pick in, in a vacuum, but. You know, I think there's ways to defend it. Um, uh, Taylor Delgado actually just brought up something. I, I, f- I forgot we should mention because Dane Brugler brought it up to me and he then he tweeted it. Um, I don't know if you want to put it on the screen. Uh, he asked, because he, Dane Brugler, he, he asked, if, do I have anything on the Jamar Gibbs to the Jets rumors? Dane Brugler reported that he heard that the Jets were interested in Gibbs at 15. So if you thought there was chaos for the Jets drafting Will McDonald at 15, imagine yeah, if they imagine. had a running back. Like I, don't, I, I haven't heard anything like that. I trust Dane, obviously. Um, like Gibbs is a is a good, interesting player, and Brees Hall is on his way back. Like so, maybe they figure we can plug in a guy that can help us while Brees gets better, and then we have both of them. They like you know the 49ers running back by committee thing, but just imagining the like that the chaos that would come if the Jets picking a running back at 15 a year after picking Brees Hall. Like oh man, yeah. Yeah, that would have been something. I would have been here for it though. That <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah, that's All right, let's look content. ahead to let's look ahead to day three. Uh, the Jets are picking as of now, and I it feels like this is how it's going to be. Although maybe they 
Maybe they move back a little bit and add a sixth or seventh rounder. But uh, fourth round, 112, and then two fifth rounders, 143, and then 170, which was from the Packers. Um, Zach, what do they need? I, I don't even feel like it's right to say who's going to be there because it's yeah, crazy, it's hard. But... Yeah, and the third round's not over yet, I don't think, right? Yeah, it's still going. Um, yeah, there's still a decent amount of picks to go. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would have my eye on a linebacker. For sure. Uh, I think defensive tackle. I mean, maybe not after the after this the Will McDonald pick, but defensive tackle, they still could do some depth there. Maybe a safety, uh, maybe a receiver, maybe a running back. Like it's all maybes. I think linebacker is one I'm confident about. Uh but yeah, I would say right now it's just depth. Like you got depth in, on day three. So fourth round that, feels like the linebacker slot though, yeah. right? Like they have Yeah, to there's some good linebackers still on the board. Uh, DeMarvion Overshawn is a guy I like from Texas. There's Dorian Williams from Tulane. Um, Owen Papo, I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, from Auburn. He's like a freak athlete. Uh, I'm going to pick 90, so in case they are not on the board when you listen to this. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah, Yeah. so those are some hypothetical options, I should say. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I I think linebacker is the one I'm most confident about. I, I think they could go in a lot of different, you can get an offensive tackle, like a developmental guy. After after day two, you're not getting like a starter. Although I guess I mean they got Max Mitchell in round four last year, so you don't know. But I think they viewed him as a project last year and they picked him. So, so yeah, I think this is where you get you aim. Like this is where hypothetically you would have picked somebody like a Will McDonald, who's like a like a in theory like a developmental guy uh, that's for down the line more than this year. But they got him in the first round, so maybe they try and get someone who can help them right now. I don't know, but yeah, it's in linebacker. Um, maybe you get a receiver. And, you know, I think a running back will make a lot of sense. So, like, all, all the spots I said. But linebacker is the one I'm four, – round four, I think, would make sense there for sure. All right. It's certainly going to be interesting. Anything else to uh, to add, either of you, before we say goodnight? Not that I can think of. Uh, this was – it kind of feels like an anticlimactic draft. There's not been a lot going on for the yeah, Jets. Sure very yeah. unusual. Especially but... after last year, right? Like, last yeah. year was just fireworks and, like – Yeah. But they had yeah. their fireworks – earlier you know yeah. with the rod yeah that that's the, that's that's the thing the that it, yeah. it felt kind of weird i think especially because that happened this week so we had like the high of that and then it's like oh yeah right. the draft's still going which on. is crazy that, that that was this week like i, I mean, know granted it wasn't this week we knew that it was all happening for 40 yeah 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 but it but it, i mean it, but we had to deal with the press conference and all that stuff so it does it is like that this is all in the same week is why i'm so tired i think but yeah <laughs> uh all right i still well, like i like yeah i was gonna say like i said before it Rodgers was the big addition, and it's worth getting excited about. I get some frustration from fans that the Jets didn't have like offseason like last year where you signed a bunch of guys, but they wanted a quarterback, and they got him. So that's where they're at. And they have a talented roster, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. Um, already, you know, the excitement took a kind of got a jump off this week, but it's just going to build up until uh, the Hall of Fame game when we get to see this team mm-hmm. back on the field. Um, all right, we're going to be back with you early next week. We haven't nailed down a time yet, but the full draft recap, we'll talk about who they took on day three and, and get more reaction on the rest of these picks at that point as well. If you haven't joined The Athletic yet, now is the time to do it, but but don't miss out. You can join The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait, and you can join for $1.99 a month for a year. 
Um, that gets you all the great writing. You get the beast as well when the NFL draft comes around next year. Dame Brugler's how many pages, Marissa? Three, three hundred pages this year. It's insane. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's Honestly, all included. I've, heard, I've, I've, I've opened it and reopened it like fifty times in the last three days. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing. You get that, um, and obviously all the great writing in all the sports, not just football, but basketball, baseball, hockey, uh, soccer, all of it. So uh, do that, and we will talk to everybody early next week. Thanks for joining. Can't wait. Bye.